Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by Dream Data. The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across Dream Data employees through our LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and webinars. The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social selling, maybe. Hello, good morning, everybody. Today, we've got a very exciting session to have a chat together with Melanie Francis, a founder of RUB2B. Melanie, it's so nice to finally meet you again on our event. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, we got chatted a while back now, so I'm really happy to see you again, Laura, and chat some more. It was amazing having you on our podcast. We got so much value from that. So yeah, thanks for having me on here. I really hope that we're going to have an amazing session talking about ChatGPT today. Everybody's talking about ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. and Oh, now we're going to have all those influencers and experts of doing stuff and so on. And we're just going to have a chill chat about how can you use ChatGPT for marketing? How can you use it for LinkedIn? Are there any other use cases for it as well? And let's figure out if... We're going to have some more influencers who will be like specialists in chat GPT prompts or something. <laughs> so Melanie, did you, did you start already using chat GPT? I used, started using chat GPT back in November as part of the whole business transformation that we did. So we knew that, you know, we want to be a progressive business. That's something that's really, really important in my values. And that's why I love hanging out with, you know, companies that are also very progressive, like Dream Data and keeping, you know, my pulse really on what's going on. So we integrated, yeah, back in November. And honestly, like the first time I touched the tool, I was like, everyone's job's gone, you know? Like I was like, it's gone, it's over. Like we need to like pretty much just call it as we see it, like, you know, I was almost like just everyone just going to have to sit down and like really have to understand what's your future. And that's how amazed I was in the moment. But over time, I think it's actually got, gotten a little bit dumber because so many people are talking to it. It hasn't, you know, but and it's gotten tougher now as well to like really chat to it. So it was actually much more easier. Now it actually gives you like back going, no, I'm not going to do that. Like if you actually go to ChatGPT and you ask it to write a carousel for you, it actually has been now programmed to say you can go over to Canva and tools like that to create a carousel. Yeah, like it, it started like sort of teaching it and you have to like prompt it again. And I've got some cheat sheets and prompts on how you can actually get over that because I was like, what? And initially you could just dump so much data in it. Like I would just like dump like, you know, our podcast together, Laura, like which was amazing. Like. I could just dump all of that transcript and go, can you just give me like, you know, a summary of this podcast so I can just include in the description and like, yes. But then like literally two, three weeks later, it was like, no, sorry, that's just too much text. So we're only going to allow you to put a thousand characters in now. So you have to like feed it like a little bit at a time now. And, you know, that's time consuming. Like now, and you've got, you're now competing with Otter who it can also give you the summary very quickly of your chat. So they've already integrated to AI. So, you know, it's not like, you know, it's got its challenges. It takes time. Like if you've got a senior staff member sitting there posting here at every sections, you've really got to think, you know, is this the best usage of my staff's time? 
feeding right. it, copying and pasting a thousand yeah text. So it's not like what you used Google for to answer some of the questions, but now you can ask ChatGPT questions to help you out on stuff. But it's very interesting. Now you're saying it's getting dumber. Talk yeah. a little bit through about that. It's like, what did you experience so far? So in the sense, like when I first told it, like write me a LinkedIn caption. So I'm going to um, share my screen. I'll show you guys a post that yeah. I did. And yeah, like, very excited. And it went viral. It was written by ChatGPT. My client actually didn't even know because I actually gave him two options. I was like, here's a here, like here's two captions. I, I said, that, no, I'm tr trying two writers, and I saw what he went for. So I'll just, um, do you see this? Yeah, it has come up. We, we can do that. Yeah. So this particular post that is written. So I gave two options, and my client went viral on this post. So look, it was like a good piece, you know, yeah, it was yeah. depth and so forth. But I offered like okay, you know, tell me your story, gave me the story. I punched it into ChatGPT and said, you know, write me a caption. Uh -huh. Actually, the secret prompt is write me an emotional caption if you really want to know. Ooh. That's the prompt. That's the secret prompt rather than write me a caption for this. And it wrote me a caption based, I said, write me a caption based on this story. And I, you know, put the story, the transcription of the story in and it wrote yeah. it. I think it got like, you know, 30,000 views on it. And funnily enough, the client actually chose this over a human post. And that's why at that time I was like completely freaking out going, oh, my God, like that is what's going to be, you know, the win. Like humans are going to prefer ChatGPT over ghostwriters. So exciting. A little bit scary in a way because one of the things that a lot of people are saying oh, but now we're going to feed in LinkedIn with like crazy stuff and boring stuff that nobody wants to read anymore because it's going to be the same, the same, the same. What's your take about that? Well, I think that the secret is in actually gathering unique thought and then using ChatGPT to just help you like a ghostwriter would help you. You know, when like you're sometimes writing and you feel like, oh, I wish someone would just write this better for me. I feel like like an editor would just come in. I think that's the way to use it to empower you rather than tell it to, you know, just can you write me like a topic on this and it's just regurgitating the content it's getting. But what I'm really fascinated by and into is pure thought leadership content, which is unique, and I don't use it to help me generate ideas or angles like some people do feed it that but I will literally feed it like my actual you know copy or my thoughts and maybe it's like doesn't sound really good like when I'm sharing it but I tell it to like write me like you know a great storyline or get, write me a great story or write me a great caption on this thought and it's just like you know it could be bullet points it could be just a transcription of a section of this podcast you know like just like, you know, here it is, because it can only read text, unfortunately. That's where it's at right now. So that actually ends up working. I think the people that are saying, oh, it's really not that great, it's really generic, they're using it in a way that they just want to pump out content, like mm -hmm. massive amounts of content. And it does start sounding very much the same, especially if you don't know that detail of the prompt on how to 
think about I said emotional caption like I'm actually prompting it to say I want an emotional caption I think that was a trick there that I prompted it also I ask it sometimes give me a funny comment you know when you need a comment and you want it to be like read this read this caption and give me funny comments because your brain's not working like it will work for you to help you I haven't done that but I know like some people like they have taught me that and it is I can see like that's where it's coming from. So you won't even know it is ChatGPT that's helping person out. Wow, this is really exciting. And kind of thinking back, like personally, for example, I'm not very funny. And I never can come up with anything funny for comments or like quick responses yes. or anything. But that can help you out to drag more engagement through comments even. You post exactly. your own stuff if you think exactly. this is where you want to go, but but use it for like smaller, to save your time, to be more personal in a way that, well, but it's not you anymore. Yeah, it's not you unless there's a secret if you want it to be you. There's a uh -huh. way to prompt it to be you. So by the way, there's a chat GPT little extension you can actually put into your Google Chrome so that it can actually generate the comments for you while you're browsing on LinkedIn. So it just sits on top of your Chrome and then you can just say, you know, generate comments for this post. So you, you don't have to like, you know, cross screen so much. Wow. Yeah. So that's what it's come out with. So in terms of like, I think what we're talk we were talking about just before was, you know, it's not you anymore. And there's a lot of prompting to make it sound like you. So there's actually some secrets on how to make it sound like you, Laura, or me. And let me show you like how I go about getting the tone to be like quite perfect. So I actually prepared this little doc, this little cheat sheet that I'm happy to share with Laura so that it can be passed on. Okay, so if you, everyone's struggling with tones and it doesn't sound like you. So you really have to teach it what that tone is and I haven't gone to the depth but I think you could probably name that tone so you could keep recalling it but you can say can you write in this tone do not write anything until instructed because it'll just start writing so that's why I added this little new cheat sheet uh, little cheat thing that I learned from I don't know if you guys know about the you know the guy called Ruben his name's Ruben Hasid like really he's become so big in like three months just talking about chat gpt alone yeah. on LinkedIn. do you know about him laura no i don't could you put his name oh, into the chat for people yeah, well, right now so ruben has said i can actually open him up and share his prompts because yeah he's just i mean he literally started linkedin three months ago and he's just become huge so i'll actually share some of yeah. his tips that's where yeah we'll, i'll share the screen with you in a second with him but i've put yeah. it in the chat so mine's not as like, you know, in detail as him, but I think it makes a little bit more easier sense because he's just gone like, you know, he prompts so much. So what I do is like, you know, if you want someone to pick up your tone, like say you should share the tone already that you've written in. So if I was like writing for Laura, I would pick up already like captions that Laura has so that I get ChatGPT to understand Laura's tone. And I would share like three of your posts with it, Laura, uh -huh. so that it understands your tone and what you've written already. And then I would instruct it to say, please keep the above tone and turn this thought into a caption. And I would get that thought from you, Laura. So if you came on my podcast, which you recently did, like, you know, if you shared a thought leadership, I would paste it in there. And then I could then go back and deliver that 
that caption back to you in your tone. This is nuts. So I can get tone because I taught it the tone. And the more I give it, because I've got limitations, you know, I couldn't share more than three tones. That's the limitation because, you know, how much is it able to understand from three of your posts? Because yeah. of the, but I think in the upgraded version that they're releasing, it's going to let you put in like up to 4,000 words. And so it's going to really let you go for your life. Yeah, that is a cheat is like you need to actually teach it the tone and then you can keep going and saying, you know, write a caption using initial thought, again, using this thought. So yeah, yeah. You get tone, I believe quite closely and then it's just a little bit of edit for you then left so yeah from a ghostwriting perspective yeah. I do think you know like they can be much more faster than what they traditionally maybe were if they use this right and especially when we're talking about oh is it going to take over our jobs and so on talk me through that I've got my ideas but talk me through that what do you think how it will change people's jobs I don't think it's gonna take the jobs, I think what will happen is really smart ghostwriters and copywriters will become prompt, really great prompt engineers, and they will be able to do their job more efficiently and effectively and probably make way more money if they know how to use it to help them so they can actually go to the beach, you know, at four o'clock and finish early. So my top ghostwriters, like, are already using it and I can see the advantage and I, I'm like more keen to send them work because, you know, they can do it like an hour work quicker than say someone else. And they're able to deal with more difficult clients, which really helps me out, like who are feeding them like essays and essays because they're just punching that in. So I think the smart copywriters who are really onto this are going to be, there's just going to be more work for them. It's just more abundance. You want to send people that, that are not complaining because they have to read like, five essays because you can ask chat can you please break down this essay and just summarize it into a couple of dot points for me so I can understand it so yeah I don't think it's about the job still exists it's just whether you can do it better than someone else this is so exciting it's like I did not expect this to be this exciting I, I really love our chat one thing that I noticed a comment that we could talk a little bit about so what Graham is writing is that people will stop trusting written content What's your take on it? I don't know because, I mean, I would love to see more video content, you know, like I personally love the ability to use video, but I don't know. I just feel like that the older age demographic, like your, you know, the 40s plus, I feel like they are going to stay in their era. Like I don't know, like, or they're going to either stay in that era and they're going to consume, or I think people learn in different ways as well so some people actually preference written content I don't know why it's like I know how there's like different learning styles like some people like a visual learner some people are enjoying x content but so I'm not sure because look at LinkedIn and LinkedIn controls a lot of the consumption like look at how much they pushed carousel so we all had to like start still doing like written content you know LinkedIn actually I reckon wants to do this written style content because no one none of the other platforms actually take that kind of content and you can't reshare it because they want to have like this intellectual like a style of content creators in their platform so yes I think they'll stop trusting it but don't you think like LinkedIn controls a lot of the formatting based on the algorithm and what they're pushing what do you yeah. think Laura 
I have a story to share. So I work in sales and I reached out to somebody to book a meeting. And that person responded back that he wants to book a meeting. But the response was like, my message was a little longer, but it was like kind of, oh, we were working with this. Would you like to meet our CEO to figure out of how this matching into that specific niche that you're working in? And his response was like, really into the point of everything I was saying. So thank you for reaching out. And I would like to have a meeting with your CEO to help me on those priorities and so on. My first answer to him was, was this a chat GPT uh, answer? His, his answer was, yes, I'm testing this. I'm trying to train my dragon. <laughs> it's like, so for me, I think people will have to become more and more creative yeah. in their own ways. So even prompting ChatGPT to be you will be yeah. something that it will be very important. And people Correct. will have to start being more creative. How do I mix it up? Do I add some pictures? Do I add a carousel? How should I make it sound like me or be attractive to the eye? Because well, ChatGPT will also know what's attractive for the eye. Just in a second, it can read uh, pictures, it can read videos, it can see a lot of things. So how can you make it you? How do I add a hat to the picture or whatever it is? You know. So Correct. I don't think it's like whenever I've asked it to write an email, it's been like not that great unless it's it's like greetings. It starts with you know, and it's like. Like, I don't think it's like there to replace the content, you know. I think what it's doing is like if you've got reader's block or, you know, it's not you don't have a ghostwriter on side right then and there, it can produce a draft for you to get you going. Yeah, we're kind of becoming really speedy humans as well because, well, you still want to read books, but for those big white papers where you actually have to speed read and skim stuff, you can ask and prompt it to summarize it for you. What's exactly. not to like? Exactly. So I love this by Debbie. You know, that's so strong. Yeah, like she's writing, people won't be replaced by AI tools, but they will be replaced by people who use AI tools. Exactly. 100%. Like, be clever using it. Use it. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. One more thing that we were supposed to have a chat about is how to use ChatGPT in your marketing funnels. And it's not only for LinkedIn, but in marketing. So I don't know how at Dream Data, how you guys are using it, but look, we go all the way through from how you move outbound LinkedIn messaging all the way through to your email, you know, so my funnel, how it works is twofold. So our funnel is focused on we push out content on LinkedIn and we then also do outbound. And then we bring all those people in and we introduce them to our newsletter. Okay. And then there's blogs and so forth. So we used it in all the way through our full funnel. And I don't feel like with emails, like it was very, very strong experience it's like it doesn't understand how to colloquially how we actually write emails i don't know what data it's been fed to teach it emails but my gut feeling is because emails are not that available on google like you know best emails or maybe they just couldn't like crawl that data so mm -hmm. it's understanding of email seems like it's very limited i don't know if that's going to get better 
So, and that then late with blogs, I think it can do well because there's so much blog content out there. So it can mimic a lot of stuff I found, but yeah, I didn't have a really great, and then for LinkedIn outreach, like, you know, how you outreach someone, how you connect with someone. emotionally self-esteem, tried it thinking, you know, it's going to be better than them. But again, I think because our data is so protected, it's not like something we all publish and go, this is my you know, secret outreach strategy that I'm yeah. using right now because you suppose that someone else will copy it and then it becomes old. So you kind of want to like, you know, keep that IP. If it's working for you, you know, I don't want to go share that with everyone because then everyone starts using it and then it becomes old. So it didn't have the data to really write really good, well sales, you know, outbound messaging, but it just doesn't have it. So I think any data that's available that it can mirror, I felt it did it did well, like if it was available on Google, if it was available on maybe social to an extent, it could right. understand. Is that your experience as well? I used to work at an open source company before. And open source is basically sharing code and making it better and sharing it back again. So people for free write code and share it with everybody else, just in order to make the code better. And mm. this is where I see it's exactly the same. As long as we are keeping our own secrets, we're only going to get better as much as we can get better. And that is very, very limited. But if we're able to get that kind of a common understanding together that if we're sharing this, we're not giving away the secret, we're actually going to grow more because other people will also contribute to the code, to the chat's knowledge of what is the best prompt. Because even sales outreaches, they change like monthly before in time. Correct. You should do this. Now you're going to do that because people want to outreach like one or the other way. People find those ways, but slower. But if you wear, yes. share that with everybody else, I don't think it's a competitive advantage to lose at all. I think it's the other way. If you, The more you share, the more you get back and the faster we grow together. Yeah. I don't know how much ChatGPT though takes what you're telling it. Like I tried to teach it one time that, you know, I'm like, yeah, we're the best LinkedIn agency market, uh, marketing agency around town. Like I actually tried to force it to accept this knowledge. I was like, I just want to know, like, you know, is it like back in the Google days, like where you just like say stuff and then it'll just like, you know, absorb and so I, I taught it and then I told my teammate to go in and ask it like, you know, a day later. Like, I don't know how many times you need to actually teach it, you know, for it to then, because mm. then we could all be telling it stuff. I've also had situations where someone, told, my team told it like two plus two is five and you're wrong. Like it's not two plus two is four. And then it apologized and said, yes, you're right. That's actually very interesting as well to look into that angle that if we're able to teach it, things from what other people are asking. Imagine if somebody created a crowd of chat GPTs who are just going in and prompting shit. Correct. And then it's but coming I mean, back the other way with only with shit. Yeah. Like what if it was asking, like, you know, what what is the best companies for data analytics? Like everyone wants to be mentioned there. How would you get the result you want? Like back in Google days, if you remember, we used to do all the backlinks or you would just create pages and pages. And the more pages you had that pointed to this one page that's the winning page so I think and there was a lot of manipulation like what is going to happen here people are going to manipulate this thing so how is it going to protect itself as well like how many times do you think you have to teach it x for it to believe it I don't know it's going to be interesting yeah we're just going to sit back 
use it and watch it. <laughs> I can I can see Coletti is asking about has anyone used it in other non-English language? And we had an answer that yeah, ChatGPT very is powerful in 10 main languages. I've only tried it in English. I don't know. I've only tried it in English as yeah. well. I like what Con said over garbage in and garbage out. I mean that was what that's what I was feeling like, you know, when I was telling you that before, Laura, that it got kind of dumber. I just felt like it was getting taught like really obscene things. Like now it just says, you know, I can't write a carousel for yeah. you because yeah. you've got to go to Canva to write it. You know, like like who taught it that? It's like, like are you feeling lazy? Big powers up there telling it what it can and can't do. Like this is where you gotta go. Like I'm already seeing advertising happening, you know, with name drops of companies of where you can go to create carousels. So, you know, what did that cost? Exactly. And what other tools did you try that has built in AI? You mentioned, for example, it cannot read. Somebody said like video might be better. Like there are already tools that you, it's like only the talking head <laughs> and you don't yes. know if it's me or somebody else. Did you try anything else? Um, so many tools have that already built in. So, you know, Canva has a built in. I think Otter now has a built in Notion. I don't know if you guys are a big user of Notion. Has it? built in. Look, I tried Mid Journey, obviously, because Mid Journey is the one that is generating the image that would go along with your caption. So it, you can prompt it. One thing that I will give away to you guys before we finish up, because I did say we would talk about the one of the largest influencers right now in the oh, chat yeah. GPT right. case. So um, yeah. Hasid, I don't know if he's come up, he comes up every day, like it's pretty strong following from nothing but he gives away every day like he's showing up and talking about so much yeah, yeah so much tips on he's basically doing carousel posts but yeah if you really want to know all the prompts he literally sits there and goes in and spends hours and hours with um yeah how to do the chat gpt and how to pop in essays and how you can you know write essays using it and he's deep thought leader how to use mid journey so i think yeah if you really want to know, I think he's worth, he's really become um, on my feed a lot. So all the prompts and everything that you need, even his carousel designs, how he's doing that, he's giving that away. And Melanie, you now you exposed another person and gave the value to that person to get more followers. Can we have a little chat about what does your company do so people know what they can reach out for you for? Sure. So we help position you as a thought leader by creating high value content. So if you were to work with us, we really help LinkedIn being the really, really core cool platform that we own because we think, you know, you can't be an expert in everything. So on LinkedIn, from video content to carousels, we really specialize in getting that thought out of you. We've got a special framework and a platform that we're constantly collecting thoughts from you from so that you can be out there and positioned as an expert. So you've got a team of ghostwriters, strategists, graphic designers, video editors, all at your fingertip helping you produce really high quality, high value content and having someone filter that and going, yes, that's good enough. That's actually gonna hit on LinkedIn. So that's what we're all about. That's very useful, especially for the busy people who know they have to be on LinkedIn, but do not have the time to spend to do yeah. that. 
Exactly. Time poor. And then, you know, you want to know about how to do the outreach program. We also blend all that whole system in for you. So I think it's great for people that are really time poor and want to work with an expert and become yeah. like a thought leader. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Really lovely. Melanie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really exciting. Thank you for sharing the tips. We hope you like listening to us. Subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.